When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. From Equitymates Media, this is The Dive. I'm your host, Sasha Kelly. We've had a huge year. Since launching at the end of April, we've released 149 episodes, written a quarter of a million words in notes, won Best Business Podcast at this year's Australian Podcast Awards, and been downloaded hundreds of thousands of times by you. It's Wednesday, the 21st of December, and it's our last episode of 2022. And today I ask the team, what are the biggest business stories of the year? To start with, I'm welcoming Bryce Lesky, co-founder and CEO of Equity Mates. Bryce, welcome. Hey, Sasha. Good to be back for the last episode of the year. All right, Bryce. So what was your big story? Well, Sasha, we can't go past house prices. And I came in with a story on the dive at the start of the year that looked at some of the hottest property markets around the world and how they were starting to cool off. More signs the red-hot housing market is chilling. Now, this hasn't quite transpired in all markets around the world. We know that uh, in some areas in the States, for example, house prices are up for the year. But let's just concentrate on the story here in Australia because Australians love property. We've seen over the last 12 months across Australia, house prices are down 3.2%, which is the largest annual decline in national home values since September 2019. Now, this story isn't applied to all major cities. We've seen some growth areas. Adelaide has shot the lights out, up 13% over the past 12 months. But Sydney and Melbourne, the two big property markets, are both down. Melbourne down 7% and Sydney 11%. Wow, 11%. Well, maybe there's hope for me yet. Why the differentiation between states, though? Aren't interest rates the same everywhere or did I miss something? (laughs) No, Sasha, uh, interest rates work the same wherever you are in Australia. But the key difference with Adelaide is that it is dealing with a real supply shortage there the population growth is outstripping the growth in property supply so that's why we're seeing an increase in prices here in uh, Sydney and Melbourne no doubt that the increase in interest rates from the RBA since the start of the year is starting to have an impact it's going to continue as a story in 2023 too isn't it that's right because one of the key differences between the Australian property market and some others around the world is that we are very much dominated by variable mortgages not fixed mortgages and, and so what that actually means is for an American who borrows uh, and fixes their mortgage at, say, 3%, that is what they pay for 30 years. Must be nice. But here in Australia, uh, if it's variable and the RBA change the interest rates, then your mortgage changes accordingly. So the impact of this is that the RBA say that uh, in 2023, about 25% of mortgages that are currently fixed will move to variable, meaning home borrowers are going to see an increase in their mortgage repayments. 
this is certainly a story for 2023. If you want to hear more about house prices, we've put that episode Bryce mentioned in the show notes. Thanks, Bryce, for joining me today. Thanks, Sasha, and Happy New Year. So from Bryce, I'm welcoming for the very first time, it's our head of growth, Alf Eddie. What was your big story for the year? All right. So the story that interests me is about the gig economy. So 2020, 2021, we saw these new apps popping up claiming they can get groceries to us in 10 to 15 minutes. Sounded a bit too good to be true. But then this year, we're seeing all the headlines about the app shutting down. Send shut down in May this year. Volley shut down last month. And then we just read about Deliveroo stopping their operations in Australia. So what's going on? Some are saying it's the macro environment. Inflation's back. Consumers are looking to go to the supermarket to look for a bargain instead of splurging on these delivery apps. Another argument is they were doomed from the start, you know, competing with Coles and Woolies with their key differentiator being the 10 to 15 minute delivery. It just wasn't sustainable. They were throwing heaps of cash at the problem, trying to create growth, but they were doomed from the start. The unit economics were bad. The margins were bad. It just wasn't going to work. So it's quite a fascinating topic, probably something that most listeners can relate to, having ordered through milk runs and delivery. Uh, Woolies actually launched their own Metro 60 app recently, uh, which does the same thing. So a lot of competition in the area. Definitely a difficult market to be in when people are trying to spend less and capital isn't as free-flowing to these startups. So overall, a really fascinating story for me. We actually did two episodes on it on the dive. What's the deal with the gig economy back in May? And then just last month, we did Will Food Delivery Services Ever Deliver Profits? Check them out. And of course, those links are in the show notes. Thank you so much, Alf. Now, as someone who's no stranger to the dive, it's my colleague and regular dive co-host. It's Darcy Cordell. Darcy, welcome to the dive. Hey, Sasha. Final episode of the year. It's been a huge year. Let's finish it off. Yeah. So what are you bringing today? The biggest story of the year is Russia's invasion of Ukraine and the consequences that have been felt around the world. On the 24th of February, Putin sent Russian troops into Ukraine and immediately there was widespread condemnation and a flurry of sanctions imposed on Russia. You'll remember many of them. Germany halted approval of a second gas pipeline across the Baltic Sea. There were countless sanctions on oil imports. Russian airlines were banned in the EU. Access to SWIFT international payment system was blocked and European investors were banned from trading Russian state bonds and many stocks. But along with that, countries also seized assets and banned travel from Russian oligarchs. Germany even seized Dilbar, the world's largest super yacht, owned by Russian billionaire and business tycoon Alisha Usmanov. If you want to listen to that full episode, just search Why Has Germany Seized the World's Largest Super Yacht? But in many ways, Sasha, the sanctions on Russia have caused the high inflation and global price volatility that we're experiencing today. Russia, it was the world's largest gas exporter. Ukraine and Russia were two of the largest grain exporters, and Russia was also one of the largest oil exporters. So they're massive players in global trade. And the war has sent energy prices skyrocketing and food prices through the roof. And these have been the two major factors in the high inflation we're seeing around the world. So Russia's invasion brought on a lot of pain, mainly to the Ukrainian people, but the ripple effects were felt around the world. And while Russia remains in parts of Ukraine, that pain certainly isn't over yet. It's not the most positive story, Sasha, but one that needs to be told. In my mind, the biggest business story of the year, if not the biggest story overall. Thanks, Darcy. Have a great break. And thanks for being such a great colleague this year. Thanks, Sasha. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to be back with three more of our top stories from 2022. 
Welcome back to The Dive. In this final episode for the year, we are rounding out our big stories in the business world. And the whole team is joining me to do a bit of a recap. So now in her Dive debut, it's M Croker, our Head of Partnerships. M, it's a pleasure to welcome you to The Dive for the first time ever. Hi, Sasha. Great to be here. So, Em, what are you bringing to the table for this episode? So, Sasha, the biggest story of the year, it was impossible to miss in the news because it wasn't only in the news, it was affecting your hip pocket, it was inflation. Prices were up, interest rates were up, and the stock markets were down. And in Australia, iceberg lettuce reached 12 Australian dollars a head, causing outrage. How did inflation compare to previous decades? Inflation was hitting its highest level since the 1980s. Australia is predicted to reach 7.75% in the December quarter. The US is currently sitting at 7.1% inflation levels over the last 12 months. And the UK is hitting a whopping 10.7% across the last 12 months. But all these numbers pale in comparison to Turkey, which reached 73% in July this year. Now, You mentioned iceberg lettuce reaching ridiculous prices here in Australia. That wasn't the only potent symbol of inflation though, was it? That is true. There was a photo that caused outrage in LA, in downtown LA, um, with a gas station selling $8 a gallon for gas in the US. So previously we heard from Darcy talking about Ukraine. Was that the driver of these high prices? There are two big stories that drove these prices. And yes, Russia invading Ukraine was one of them, as those markets are critical for global supply chains for both oil and natural gas, but also as suppliers of the world's wheat and 75% of the world's sunflower seed oil. The other big reason was China's COVID zero policy. With Chinese cities shut down, we saw factories stop producing and backlogs at ports, leading to product shortages around the world. However, there is good news here in 2023. Amid protests after three years of lockdowns and mandates around testing, China seems to be easing these restrictions. So we'll watch this space for 2023. If people want to learn more about inflation, is there a dive episode they should check out? Yes, there is. We have a dive episode called Lettuce is Just the Tip of the Iceberg, Inflation Around the World. So go check that out to hear more. Thank you so much for joining me for your dive debut today, Em. Thanks so much, Sasha. See you in 2023. Well, I'm welcoming another familiar voice to the dive now. It's Alec Renahan. Alec, welcome to the final dive episode for 2022. Hey, Sasha, good to be here. So we've covered some of the big stories. I think uh, Darcy speaking about Russia's invasion of Ukraine and M talking about inflation, probably a top of mind for me. But given that they're off the board, I have to talk about the man that we don't want to speak about in 2023, and that is Elon Musk. He captured headlines around the world, but no more so than his acquisition of Twitter, the will he, won't he of 2022. First of all, it was... I'm going to buy Twitter at $54.20 a share, which works out to be about $44 billion US dollars. Then it was, there are too many bots on the platform and I'm going to pull out. Twitter sues him. And then just as they're about to go to court, Elon decides to pay the full purchase price and acquire Twitter. After he acquires Twitter, he fires more than half the workforce, starts tweeting. Now he's leaking internal Twitter emails, which he's calling the Twitter files. It's all happening at Twitter. But I think the story underneath the story is less about Twitter 
and more about how it's affecting some of his other business interests. He sold almost $40 billion worth of Tesla shares this year. His ownership stake in Tesla has gone from 17% at the start of the year to a little bit over 13%. I think Tesla shareholders are rightfully getting nervous that Elon's a little bit distracted with his new acquisition. But look, I think there are far more interesting Elon Musk stories than the Twitter story. And so if people are missing their Elon fix over the summer break, we did an episode earlier this year titled 60% of the world don't have internet. Elon plans to change that. Looking at his company SpaceX and Starlink, the satellite internet service that they're creating with low earth orbit satellites. So get off Twitter and go and check that story out. Now, Sasha, you've been hosting this episode and asking the team the biggest stories that stood out for them. But we've been producing the die for almost a year now. You've been hosting it. You've had a lot of business stories come across your desk. What's one that stands out for you? Mine is definitely about cybersecurity. The Optus hack was a massive story here in Australia and it dominated the news cycle. It was Australia's second largest telco and they reported that they'd been hacked and the data of up to 9.8 million Australians had been stolen. Now for context, with a population of just 26 million people, that's almost 40% of our population. And then it was followed closely by a similar attack on Medibank. But if you just Google Cyber Attack Australia, Then you'll also read reports on companies like Canva, ANU, AHM and countless others. There were so many attacks just like this this year. In our research for this episode, we learned that 45% of American companies have reported a cyber attack in the past year and a cyber attack happens every 39 seconds. And this isn't just a technology problem. The top three sectors that report cyber breaches are education, 10%, Government with 18%, but actually the number one industry that reports cyber attacks is healthcare with 21%. So this episode, it got me, you know, rechecking my two-factor authentication and looking a little bit more closely at those cyber security ETFs for my portfolio. So that is my big story for 2022. Can't wait to see what's coming down the pipeline next year. Going to take a well-earned break and then come back ready to get into it. So that's my story, Alec. Thank you for all your work and thank you for making this such a successful year. Thanks, Sasha. What a year it's been. We managed to win Best Business Podcast at the Australian Podcast Awards. So can't wait to see what we achieve in 2023. So that's it from us. We will be back in your feed on the 30th of January. If you enjoyed the dive, then please tell a friend about it. There's 149 episodes for them to dig into over the summer break. I'm sure that's enough listening to get you covered for the next month. Remember, you can follow us on Instagram. We're at the dive business news. You can contact us by email thedive at equitymates.com and subscribe or follow wherever you're listening right now. And then when we're back after our well-earned break, you will hear us refreshed there in your podcast app. I'd like to say a huge thank you for joining me and my colleagues this year. And thank you for listening until January. 
You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have physicians in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.